This is Campus on the Common, a podcast of bright ideas from Emerson College's School of Communication. I'm Emerson College alumnus and podcasting professor Chance Dorland. Broadcasting from Emerson College's School of Communication in Boston, Massachusetts, Campus on the Common provides an expert view into the field of media and communication through the lens of academic experts and industry professionals from Emerson and beyond. Exploring ideas like multimedia storytelling, media ethics, and how new technologies affect the communication industry. Today, we continue our three-part series on Reclaiming Conversation, a text chosen for first-year School of Communication students to better help them transition from high school to Emerson College. I'm Brenna McCormick. I'm an executive in residence um, in the Business of Creative Enterprises program at Emerson, and that's within the Department of Marketing Communication. Um, I have been teaching since uh, 2009, and I have also come from both the marketing, um, specifically digital marketing industry, um, and before that, uh, the retail industry, where I worked for a luxury stationary brand. And that has really established my love of all things tactile, tangible, when weaving together ideas, strategy, and storytelling. Brenna, it's great to be speaking with you because you're at an area of the School of Communication that I think often doesn't get represented. So great to have you here on the podcast. And of course, we're talking about reclaiming conversation. It's uh, been for all of the first year students in the School of Communication. And I'm interested in how it made its way to your students this semester. So Sherry Turkle's book, Reclaiming Conversation, um, was part of the first year initiative. And I was very excited um, that we had such a, in my opinion, kind of like a meaty topic and somewhat controversial topic to dive into. I have to say, um, I really enjoyed the book. And at the same time, there were parts where I felt like it made me squirm a little bit because I too am somebody who loves technology. And when you love technology, you do, you tend to think about all of the wonderful things that it gives us. And at the same time, Sherry Trickle's book is very powerful because it helps you see these points of division. So for my students in particular in uh, Introduction to the Creative Economy, we focused on the work section. And my course, um, it's BC 110, Introduction to the Creative Economy. Uh, We look at the creative economy and we look at how creativity, people, and industries are connected by ideas, values, and money. And so, of course, we have to talk about these shifts that have taken place in the work environment that are designed to help foster creativity. And technology plays a very essential role role in this. Um, What technology is able to provide is both connection, um, sometimes limitless, boundaryless connection, and that can be to somebody on the other side of the office, or it can be to somebody working in an office in Shanghai, um, or just around the world in general. Um, But technology also lets us protect our time if we want it to. That same ability to be in contact with other people 
is also something that we can turn off or use as a way to kind of protect ourselves. And so I thought that was very important to talk about with my students because when we are exploring how workplaces are environments for creativity um, or how they should be, if you are an enterprise in the creative economy, um, you really need to look at what is that space that people need to be alone to think And then also, where is that space where we come together to collaborate? And I feel that Sherry Turkle really captures that kind of um, how rather than being alone to think can also be about isolation and also being connected to collaborate can be a sense of being over-engaged and over-extended in terms of your boundaries. And so that's the section that we explored. and then kind of got into, in class, some of the more emotional conversations around what technology does to our conversations, both in our work and our personal lives. Well, that's a great teaser. Tell me about the emotional conversations that you witnessed in class. It was very interesting because most conversations involved not themselves, but a friend. So my friend has this relationship with her parents where they don't talk about certain things, but they only email each other. Um, Or there were also different cultural experiences around technology. Um, One student mentioned that the country where he's from uh, in Dubai, he said that it is really normal for parents to text you because the houses are so big that, you know, it isn't just like you would shout out and people come to dinner. Uh, that there's like a little bit more of, of, of um, you know, technical aspect to that to bring everybody to the dinner table. Um, so a little bit more coordination. But it was very interesting to hear where the students um, also didn't connect to the book. And I think this is what I felt like when I mentioned that there are parts of the book that make you squirm a little bit. Um, we like our technology and we do because it's designed to be addictive. (laughs) So, you know, there is this sense that um, they did feel a little defensive about, you know, is this all bad? And I think that that's, I think that's a really important thing to explore, which is it isn't that technology is good or bad. It's how we use it and how it changes us that, then can be put in the context of good or bad. And I think that's ultimately what Sherry Turkle starts to explore, but maybe doesn't necessarily explicitly say, because that's a pretty big topic. And so I think that this, I felt that the conversation in class was very interesting because as students explored the role that technology had in their relationships, and it really... I I will confess, sometimes it's hard, you know, this is a first year class. And so sometimes it's hard to talk about work (laughs) because either they don't, first year students don't necessarily have that much work experience. So there'd be some conversations around it. Um, I also ended up using that same section of the book in my senior uh, course, primarily with junior and senior uh, topics course, collaboration our creative collaboration for marketing. And it was very interesting because I had not originally intended to use it, but then did bring it in because most of my seniors had 
expressed experiences when we talked about collaboration and did introductions in the very first class where they talked about having internships over the summer where they were miserable because they were so completely isolated at their computers. And so that was very, that was a very different conversation than my first years had where there was a much more kind of emotional reaction to technology and relationships. And then in, with my seniors, there was much more this exploration of, um, and experience to draw upon where technology is part of work. And yet we don't necessarily think about the negative ramifications because we don't always put work into the context of those also being relationships. So Brenna, I know you've been teaching at Emerson since 2009. So I'm interested in if you have noticed a difference in the students regarding what I'm about to mention now. One of the more interesting bits of data from the book is about a 40% drop in empathy measured among college students over the last decade. Um, Is that surprising to you? Is that something that you've seen, experienced in your classes? I was very surprised by that statistic from the book. And I have to say, I'm very pleased to say that I have not seen that. Um, I also feel that Emerson's focus on its values and very specifically the conversations that we have around diversity um, and ultimately empathy in terms of being open to other people's experiences and points of view, I feel that that's very much at the heart of the Emerson experience. And so I don't feel in my observation of students, you know, definitely within the classroom or within conversations, you know, in my office, or we have, um, we do something every Tuesday called BCE happy hour, where we do just come together to talk. Um, I have not seen, and I'm very happy to say that, a decrease in empathy. So I can't necessarily speak for the student experience, though, in the dorms, at the dining hall. Um, And I do suspect from some of those conversations we had in my class that technology has just become part of our relationships, and it takes a lot of conscious effort to to understand where that maybe has set some boundaries or very significantly changed our habits. Um, and I would, I would hope very much that a change in habit is not something that affects a person's empathy. And on the other hand, if we come back to the section of the book that I used in my classes, uh, the section about work, there's already a sense of, you know, at work that, um, I I would say it's a misperception that these are not relationships in the sense of like the positive kind of family or friend relationships that you have, but there's still relationships. And in fact, when you're collaborating with somebody on an idea, that work relationship is incredibly powerful. And and I say work and that, you know, especially, you know, within the creative economy, that in Includes, you know, artists and creatives and producers. So relationships and conversation and the ability to share an idea are an integral part of the creative process. And it is very important to bring awareness of technology into that relationship. And I think 
coming to this theme of a decrease in empathy um, as a creative, you know, whether you're in marketing or, you know, directing a film, you need to be able to have empathy for your audience and what is their experience? What is it that you want to create that connects with them? And so there's also that kind of exchange, like you want them to understand your point of view. Um, so I think empathy is absolutely incredibly important to any creative endeavor, um, as well as collaborative endeavor. And I think that um, what's very important is that when we think about work, we think about the relationships that we have and how empathy plays a role and how we bring our best self to work and how we show up at work. Um, if you are putting on kind of a work face and not necessarily being your authentic self, that is going to impact how you create and collaborate. And I think that when we think about the role of technology at the office, um, the way that we can kind of retreat into, as Sherry Trickle calls it, our, our like our workstations, or she has a specific word for it, like our, our control centers. But basically, you know, our headsets are on, uh, we're looking at our screens, and we're not necessarily open to interaction with others. And when you think about the impact that work has on our lives, not just how much time we spend there, but also the monetary gains. You know, I, I think that there's some statistic that said like, um, or there's information around the fact that like losing a job and getting a divorce are like the two most significantly traumatizing emotional experiences that a person can have. And it is, you know, when we think about empathy at the workplace, if you are, don't know how to have a difficult conversation where you either help somebody do their job better, um, you provide mentorship, um, even creating relationships with clients, um, as Trickle explores in the book, like these are all things that can significantly impact job performance. And and what you want to make sure is that you have that ability to converse, not just with your colleagues, but with other people in the work environment. And you want to make sure that if you're in a management role and you have to, unfortunately, deliver bad news to an employee, you hope that that empathy is there and that you know how to have that conversation. And that's not an easy conversation to have on either person's side. And so this idea that technology has kind of taken away empathy or even just the ability to sit down and have that deeper, more difficult conversation, especially at work, that is something that concerns me and I think is very important to pay attention to. Campus on the Common is a production of the School of Communication at Emerson College. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Emerson College alumnus and podcasting professor Chance Dorland.